It's December 10th, 2008, and I fear this transmission has been compromised, so I'm going to make this quick. Uh, this is Idle Thumbs 9, and I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. And today we are joined by Chuck Jordan of Telltale Games. Hello, Internet. Hey, <laughs> be bids <Welcome>. welcomed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Chuck, um, you, I guess, uh, if you wanted to sort of talk a little bit about what you do at Telltale, and then also um, you go back to LucasArts, where you worked on, as I recall, Curse of Monkey Island and Grim Fandango. That's right. Yeah, I Say started at uh, Lucas working on uh, Curse of Monkey Island and then Grim Fandango, like you just said. And uh, Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> then I had a little stint at a uh, spinoff company from a bunch of LucasArts employees. Is that Infinite Machine? That was Infinite Machine with Justin Chen and Yan Wang. They started that. And then, uh, yeah, Electronic Arts for a few years, working on SimCity and 4 and The Sims. And then Disney. In Imagineering for a while, we did a really cool uh, cell phone game at Epcot, and then was that like an ARG and ARG? It was uh, a little thing in uh, Epcot, the World Showcase, where you walk around with a cell phone that was Kim Possible themed. It was very cool. I think they're going to install it permanently, and uh, you get messages on your cell phone, and then you go to different places in the park, Hmm. and things light up or start animating. It's a really neat project to work on, and. yeah, then after that, I went to Telltale, where I'm working as a designer and writer on Sam and Max Season 2, just finished up the Strong Bad, and uh, started working on other stuff. Cool. cool. Speaking of Imagineering, Jake, you were at Disneyland <laughs> this weekend, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was at Disneyland <laughs> this weekend. So that was cool. Was that pretty sweet? I've been at Disneyland in a long, long time. You should go to Disneyland. Yeah. It's got cool stuff. I, I could probably relate it to video games yeah. in many ways. But I hadn't really thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, one thing that is kind of cool with some of the newer rides that are going in is that they do incorporate interactivity in more extreme ways. But I mean, it's not, it's not super game related. Is it actual like genuine interactivity or is it we fool you into thinking? No, I mean, I mean, it's, it's like there's just, there's, they're putting in sort of shooting gallery games and that sort of thing. I see. Like, uh, there's a Toy Story ride that you ride around on, which is. I've been on that, yeah. It's like, I mean, the, the games, you, your, car has a sort of cannon thing on the front that you can shoot off into the into the ride but the the ride is a series of of screens that you know have real-time 3d stuff going on them and you're wearing the 3d glasses that i mean i guess have have been in like the captain eo ride and the honey i shrunk the audience ride in disneyland forever but it's the same style 3d that's in like newer 3d movies got it so I, i was actually thinking that was the one thing i was thinking about earlier was that this this made me really happy that ride thing but talking about it on a video game podcast it's like it's not actually i mean uh, (laughs) it's funny Uh you say that jake because one of the uh what one of the they've kind of had this push at disney to do more game-like stuff and interactivity because video games are the hot new thing they speak to today's youth (laughs) and they have been for 20 years, apparently, because the, uh, um, there was a thing at Epcot where you like choose whether you go through the, uh, it was called Horizons, and you choose whether you go through the ice level or the lava level or the space level. At Is the that like a it. vote? Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. everybody in your little car votes. Oh, so it's like an interactive movie? You could like, show an adventure. adventure. Or that movie, Mr. Payback. Do you guys remember that from like no. 1998 or something? Was that the one where the audience all got to vote on what happened? Yeah, like whether the principal oh, gets bludgeoned with like a desk or a baseball bat. Yeah, that no took one. off. Like, yeah, it was crazy. They showed it in theaters. Did you and see it? No, I didn't. It was, well, yet it was only certain theaters that had the Your equipment. mom wouldn't let you see it. <laughs> Maybe she didn't. I mean, that, that's a feasible thing. I don't really remember. But um, well, actually, that's probably not the case. But 
<laughs> anyway, I didn't see it. But I do remember reading articles and stuff about it in the newspaper. And um, it, I remember just the, like the classic old lady being aghast at what was going on. Like apparently old ladies went to see this and were, were horrified by the fact that it would stop with a guy like just punching out like a school teacher or something. And then it was like, please select if you would like her beaten to death with like a, a chair, be a bat with a nail through it. Like it was, that might be that slightly like more movie. extreme, but it was pretty much that like, it was like, I remember there was a part when a teacher was knocked to the ground you and you beat part? them. Well, I remember reading specifically an account of, <laughs> of that and it, it was crazy. And uh, so, you know, maybe Disneyland is Mr. Payback. <laughs> yeah, so the Toy Story ride is actually a hybrid of Toy Story and Mr. Payback. It was a, yes, a di- Mr. Payback is a direct influence on, right. I think, all Sweet. the Disney projects. How, how did you, I mean... And the DVD release of Clue, I think, also is... <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, man, I forgot about yeah. it. I like that movie a lot. But that, that Mr. Yeah. Payback thing, that was like, I guess, like 3DO... Uh, Sega CD or like oh, yeah. early, yeah, I mean, early era, it was like that yeah. was one of the first yeah. generation of people getting confused about what it meant when with of games and film converging where it's like well, film has like, lots of bad actors and blue screens and or I mean games <laughs> games <laughs> like the Daedalus <laughs> Encounter or Burn Cycle where it's just you click <laughs> and then it sort of plays videos well, I mean yeah. it was like the, the the girl's dorm Night Trap Night, Night Trap, trap. Yeah. yeah that was it yeah. <laughs> but I mean I even saying, if you yeah. go back to like Dragon's Lair it's the same basic thing right but I mean that wasn't like there was all this yeah, hyped I mean, up was- shit when CD-ROMs <laughs> first came out and yeah. then people came from it Came to it from the other direction with Doctor Payback or whatever it's called, Mister Frank, <laughs> Mister <laughs> Frank, Doctor Payback, Bob to you. Payback, yeah. Bob Esquire, Mister Payback, whatever. <laughs> the second Lord Payback, um, <laughs> the third. But all of those were failures, apparently. No matter if you came <laughs> yeah. at it from a it CD-based a computer game, another thing confused. they took from video games: yeah. the franchise. Choose your own franchise. <laughs> Lord Payback of War. <laughs> when you were talking about when you were trying to get me to talk about Disneyland and video games, were you more yeah. talking about like? Uh, like classic Disneyland Pirates of the Caribbean stuff versus like Half Life Two. Is that the direction you were expecting me to go in? Because uh, that's I mean that's sure. I have nothing to, I have nothing to say about that really. But then that's no. <laughs> I guess sort of in that vein. There's also just I guess the relationship of Disneyland to like Monkey Island. You know, and I just bring that up just because Chuck worked on Monkey Island Three. But well, I mean, uh, I think somebody at Telltale has the book of. I can't even remember who wrote it or what it's called, but they they basically compare theme park design to uh, video game design, hmm. and there's a lot more similarities than you might think at first really? glance because you're you're trying to control the experience, you know, the player's experience, and, and determine what they're going to see at each point in the ride. So for something like you know the haunted mansion, they did the whole thing where it always spins to show you exactly what they want you to see. Hmm. And just, you know, the park as a whole, it's always like pulling you from one area to the next. And like, especially with adventure games, actually not even just any event, any game. Um, you're always trying to say, you know, I want the player to be here or I want the player to stop worrying about this part of the world and, and move on to the next level. So I, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot more overlap than you'd think at first, uh, impulse. The problem is <coughs> that people at uh, theme parks don't have, Super long attention spans. Yeah. Yeah. Versus gamers. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Versus gamers. <laughs> Sorry, what yeah. were we talking about? <laughs> Zing. Uh, yeah. Oh, See? shit. <laughs> Jake just got owned. I actually yeah. really was confused for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you got owned. Yes. Owned. Uh, yeah. Pizoned. <laughs> the Pizone is yours alone. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Yeah. I might be done with that. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, we're being arrested, yeah. in case you were wondering. <laughs> so uh, maybe no show next week. Every every two or three weeks, we're arrested. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. our readers can post bail. Actually, I mean, send bail to questions <laughs> at idlethumbs.net. <laughs> yeah. Spe- speaking of, since we're at sort of, I guess, a break at this point, welcome to uh, new NeoGAF listeners. We seem to have gotten a considerable influx of uh, new subscribers in the last few days. Um, and it looks like part of it is is actually mainly specifically this week. That seems to be due to a bit of an uptake on NeoGAF. So, hello there, folks. So, you uh, may recognize me from someone who posts on your forums sometimes. Yeah. If you're not from NeoGAF, uh, defeat them by <laughs> by bringing in tons of subscribers of your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can have a war that we will call. It might suspiciously be very close from one week to the next. <laughs> but we promise we're being objective. Yes. Yep. yep. <laughs> Do we want to talk about Goaty? Goaty. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Right. So, uh, the end of the year is coming up, and I guess since we're a thing on the internet that talks about games, we have to have some sort of game of the year thing. It's a requirement. you got to sign a contract. I don't know if it's awards or if we're just going to talk about some games and call it game of the year. But uh, that. Yeah. Uh, so, we, we registered a uh, unique URL for this purpose. Uh, if you go to uh, goatee.cx, that's G-O-T-Y dot C-X, you will see a cordial invitation from us to you to submit your picks for Game of the Year. Um, so presumably, we haven't entirely thought this through yet, but we thought that was a funny URL, and that was the main reason we're doing these awards. <laughs> so what we'd like is for you guys to send in your top picks for Game of the Year um, with an explanatory paragraph. Don't make it too long, but, you know, a few sentences. <laughs> we don't want to read your shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> a few I, words is fine. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> a page a score, is fine. You know, if you, you know, put a ranking, a top ten list. marks in a creative Yeah, also, way. please score the game that yeah. you're that you're submitting. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> no, it's fine. You, you can use whatever grading scale you'd like. All right. Unscored yeah. is also acceptable for, for way, you indie snobs. You can make up any kind of score system. Um, so, I, also, I would say probably limit it to, like, three games. Uh, just because with the uh, the um, Ultra Boost contest, we had people who sent in like forty oh, flavors yeah. in like each. So probably for this one, let's let's say you know anywhere from one to three games yeah. that you just it doesn't have to be ranked or anything. Just games you thought were cool this year and are deserving of some words. And uh, probably if you don't write about GTA Four or Fallout Three, there's probably a higher chance your thing will be selected because I suspect a million people will write about those games. Um, so yeah, go to goty.cx. And you can send an email. And we will figure out some way to have our own official games of the year that will uh, trump yours. Um, <laughs> right. Will, yeah, in typical internet fashion. In typical, right. Yeah. We are the correct was, voice yeah. of editorial uh, authority. The say. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, maybe you like the game. You want to tell us. So feel free to do that. Cool. Nick, you said you you downloaded no. the uh, RE5 demo, right? Yeah, yeah, Resident Evil Five. Yeah, is that a game Japanese. of the year? The demo? Well, that was game some sort of, of year. Year. You had to go TY, Goaty two thousand nine. Oh man, yeah, already did, making a claim. Did you have to employ some sort of hacks to get that? No, I just downloaded and put oh. it on a DVD. That's hacks. <laughs> you hacked. That's hacks. You totally yeah, hacked it. It's all in English, you know. It's really good though. This it's is an unexciting story. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. There's no like you know spy stuff going on you just put it on a disc and there's no spy it. stuff going on yeah. oh i thought you were talking yeah. about the game no i'm like i wasn't, I wasn't expecting that they didn't have that the in first RE4. Resident evil game without spy <laughs> yeah yeah what are you guys doing come on now yeah there's a stealth component yeah. no no it's pretty much resident evil 4 and you uh but actually i was happy because i haven't really been following it but um i heard some stuff I guess probably before E3 about a cover system and all kinds of action crap that I thought they were going to put in this one. But Stealth. It's, 
Yeah, yeah. Spies. I, like, Spies. They just threw out a bunch of stuff like that. So Resident Evil 4 with like racist quick time events? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was actually kind of uh, worried about that too, but I guess more in a general way. I just sort about of- About the racism? No, well, the quick time events, oh, which yeah. is worse, which is more offensive. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Game design, um, <laughs> but no, I was just kind of generally worried about the direction of sort of just the controls and the just the the feel and and yeah. overall pace of the game in general. I guess I was also sort of concerned. It's pretty much identical. Is it really? Yeah, I, one they, of my they did a few things that oh. I really really like. No, no, no. Well, I just just playing the co-op, which is actually functional. Well, that's good because I was that yeah. was actually one of the specific things I was worried about. I mean, I love co-op. I think mm-hmm. most people do agree that it's pretty awesome. So, by and large, you but, were worried about Resident Evil Five. So yeah, nice to say. Well, I was worried that the co-op would change kind of the tenor of the game mm. in a way. Like Resident Evil Four, I thought really succeeded as being. You were worried that the co-op would be like the Simpsons game where you jump on the other guy's <laughs> shoulders and then <laughs> spin around with vacuum cleaners and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was worried about that. But mainly that, well, that it like, would... I mean, it's, it's like alone in the dark co-op. Right, exactly. Mm, yeah. Like, <laughs> how do you do it? You're no longer... I mean, you, you had sort of a, a, an NPC buddy for some of Resident Evil 4, but that's not... That's different than a dude who's like hanging out with you and being like, sweet! Yeah. Oh, man, look at that shit! Oh, man, I fucking own that oh, yeah. zombie or whatever. Resident Evil with headset would be the most lame <laughs> right. thing in the world. Right, that's, that was sort of this part of my... This shit's fucked up! Gay! Like, what? No, come on! <laughs> Just like make yeah. scary breathing sounds or something. Not like that sounded wrong. Sorry. Well, see, I don't know. For me, like Resident Evil, I I was never really afraid of. Like it was never a game that I played. You know, like, like to scare to yourself. Get, yeah, to get scared yeah. or like. I mean, you never had a soul, is what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it was more. It was always more of a light. You know, kind of in depth action game. <laughs> a rip rollicking. Really, I mean, it's always been kind of like you know action action action. And then, oh my god, some just jumped yeah. in the window and then. Well, yeah, just, it's not like it's like Silent Hill where you're just yeah constantly. Freaked out. That co-op would be worse. Yeah, Silent Hill co-op would be yeah. the worst idea ever. I mean, even the earlier Resident Evils are more of a cheesy horror than a... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than yeah. A real <laughs> the Master of Unlocking. The Master yes. of Unlocking, yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, it works really well. And actually, they did a couple of things, just sort of small changes to the way that it controls it. It really sort of up the tension. Like, um, you, you don't ever go into the menu now to sort of switch weapons. Um, so it's all on D pad. And so you never have that moment where you're, you know, you're running from like 50 zombies and then you hit pause and you just like go get a drink and you're just like, oh (laughs) man, everything's fine. You know, like I don't, I'll just switch my gun and this shotgun and just like, you know, blow his head off. Like you have to like fumble for your weapon and stuff. So it it actually, and they, as far as the club goes, they split you off quite a bit. So, um, and they do it in sort of intelligent kind of interesting ways. So it's it's not, you know, it's not, you're not always just sitting there with two guys back to back, just like, you know, army of two, you know. Can you like, can you give each other like daps? Da- da- Terrorist daps, <laughs> right? Right, yeah, like the because you yeah. can do that in Army of Two, right? Yeah, the pats, yeah, the, the, <laughs> what a butt pat, yeah, a little, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, what they should have done with the inventory system is just had the old um, briefcase and stuff, but just real time. So you're just completely <laughs> fucked. Right. You're playing like inventory yeah. Tetris yeah. while zombies are mauling you. <laughs> yeah. That would that would be up. tense. You want to talk about yeah. tension? That shit is Have tense. to fit it all in the briefcase. <laughs> Inopportune. Yeah. Like anal retentive zombie hunter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no wait, guys. I gotta get this right. Hang on. Hang on. I mean, where's and worse, my? They've added a physics system to the briefcase. So. <laughs> It's like the little big planet Tetris level, if you guys have seen that. Yeah. Where the blocks kind of like smoosh in yeah. between mm-hmm. the other ones and kind of get a little.
little out of kilter. Like that. God damn it. Physics right. you, till your guy in knocks fact, the table and the whole on the PS3 like version, you have to the, use the yeah. uh, six axis to rotate your weapons into position in your briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they make that game, Capcom? Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Get with the times. Everyone loves six, six axis, axis motion sensing. <laughs> Please. Yeah. That's cool, though. I mean, I- I'm actually glad to hear because I-, I think I had talked to you about it sort of post E3, and I think we shared at least a couple of concerns. Yep. Um, so that's good to hear, because I haven't played the demo yet. Uh, does the guy say five on the main menu? Yes, he does. Yes! Oh, sweet. I was actually afraid at first. I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't think he's going to say it. Resident Evil five. I don't think he's going to say it. <laughs> he's like, Resident Evil. <laughs> five. But does he say five? Yeah, he does say five. Yeah, five. Yeah. No, he just says Resident Evil. Resident oh, Evil. Yeah. <laughs> it's a reboot. Five. Mm. <laughs> 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 Little guy pops in, and then the cane, like, drags him away. <laughs> oh, man. Wacky. It's a mm-hmm. wacky game. And that's coming out pretty soon, actually. Yeah, beginning of March. Yeah. For some reason, I, I went a while thinking it was coming out this holiday season. And then it wasn't. Mm. I told the guy at work that it was. So, because I thought so it he was. That guy doesn't it. know anything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's coming out in like February, March. Okay. I, saw, I saw an interesting game today that uh, we had. A, we had um, do you guys know Aspire, the publisher? Yeah. They, they, they publish Mac games and don't right. want their summary to be, we publish Mac games. <laughs> right. uh, well, I wrote that they do in a, in a news thing today. So, eh. But they, they actually are starting up a, um, a uh, uh, internal development studio that makes their own games. And the first one they're making is, the, well, actually, technically, the first one they made was an SAT game. So <laughs> go out and buy that immediately. But uh, to follow it up, they're making a crazy game codenamed Treasure Trove that is a thing that reads nearby Wi-Fi signal and signals and translates them into unique treasure items that you can then manipulate oh. and like use in a Mario Paint like is this an music iPhone game or something? Thing? No, it's for DS. I should have mentioned that. Oh, okay, uh, it uses the for, DS's. For, yeah. <laughs> you only get PC. that. You only get that it's one for, from your neighbor. It's for laptops. Yeah. 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 It's Xbox 360. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, yeah, it's a DS game. And uh, you can do the thing where you leave the door closed. Door. Jesus. You leave the, the lid. What do you call it? I call it a door. The door. <laughs> you close the door on the DS. Drawbridge. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it will continue to pick up signals and add items to your game. It's kind of mm. like it's kind of like a weird pseudo procedural ARG version of Animal Crossing. <laughs> so, so that's how it was built. <laughs> Could you say that one more time? I think I don't Picture. think Merrick Bronzebring's yeah. head exploded. All <laughs> I said, well, let me see if I can remember what I said. I said it's like a pseudo procedurally generated ARG version of Animal Crossing on the DS. Yeah. Mm. Somewhere, so. somewhere a blog is ejaculating. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it's it's pretty interesting. It's the kind of thing where only the the DS could could conceive or spawn such a bizarre thing. It's, it's really I don't know. It's interesting though. I mean, it's the kind of he, the, the way the designer talked about it was sort of like you can just sort of have this in your. It's actually fairly fascinating. I don't know how much this will bear out among real humans, but he was saying <laughs> that you know with his build, he finds himself like walking different routes than he usually does because he just sort of has that thing going and it's just sort of like oh, a bonus weird. where he'll just walk on the other side of the street or like take a right here instead of three blocks later or like walk down sort of yeah. this side street if or- the ds had an achievement system people would do that <laughs> fucking all that's over true the place. yeah yeah and well, what would suck is if like if your wi-fi is just happens to be the one that generates you know the 
the the super mega bonus <laughs> right. item. Right. So you got just nerds hanging outside your apartment <laughs> yeah. at all hours. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that NIC address. <laughs> right. Dude, wake up! Yeah. Like, uh, apparently it does generate it specifically from the, the actual point, so it's not a random thing. So, I mean, theoretically, everyone who goes to a given access point will get the exact same item. So, yeah, I mean, what you described could very well occur <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a horrible uh, event. <laughs> But it's it's interesting. It's an interesting concept. I'll be curious to see how much actual adoption it gets. It's a, it's it's a very passive game in that respect. But then you know, it makes you, you wonder if they actually have gone out and deliberately like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone whose house they would they would deliberately sabotage. <laughs> but they go and sort of get like the hash of whatever, right. Like Will Wright's mm. oh, r- router outside his yeah. house and just yeah. the yeah. ultimate weapon is the White House. You have to like <laughs> sneak up like <laughs> yeah. <closer>. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. God, it's, it's kind of like uh, that. Uh, what is it, Monster Rancher? No, the there is that takes your CD, generates a monster based on it that you can do the Pokemon thing with. Mm. We're gonna we're uninformed. That probably yeah, exists. That's not really mine. <laughs> There's like a whole series of them. Come on, guys. It might be Monster. I Rancher. thought this was a thing on the internet, kind of about video games. Yeah, <laughs> we don't play video anyway, games. Anyway, there's some game about theoretically that. that I've heard about. No, that it takes your like CD code. And is it, it Pokemon with the e-reader? Kind of, it's kind of like that, but it actually just takes a CD. It's an electronic reader. But this sounds cooler because you actually have to walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's physical activity of some kind. Um, it's it's what you do after your marathon Zelda Twilight Princess sessions where you've melted into your couch. But it also kind of reminded me of the thing you mentioned that you worked on with, uh, what was it, King Possible? Yeah. I mean, it, it, does that sound similar at all to what you guys were doing or is it a separate kind of thing? I, yeah, it's extremely similar. It's, um, there it's was- a ripoff even. Oh, Their man. thing is a ripoff of us. That's what I'm talking Hello. about. Yeah, please. Uh, no, because there's this... Um, this is like Lands of Lore quality. Wizard. Oh, no, I was thinking of Limbo of the Lost. My bad. Lands of Lore is a real game. <laughs> yeah, yeah they ahead. took our direct assets. Actually, the, uh, yeah, our game was... Uh, I was wondering why on. Kim Possible was in this game, but it wasn't licensed or anything. Weird. It was weird. Well, <laughs> that the, photo of Epcot was in this game. <laughs> the, the Kim Possible game that we did actually used all art from uh, Phantasmagoria. <laughs> what? <laughs> the so, Roberta Williams yeah. game? Wow. <laughs> it was kind of... We didn't think anybody would notice. Weird. Are you serious? No. Um, what? Are you, uh, what? <laughs> what? I don't know. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be How can that be real? I would, in, my, in my dreams, that yeah. was real. There's just this sort of flat-shaded Kim Possible on top of some like full-motion like, video from a CD-ROM game. Yeah, like, like blood too. seeping through like a yeah. cheesecloth mask or some shit. Whatever, whatever happened in that game, I don't know. Those games always had like a face pressed into like fabric yeah. screaming mm-hmm. on the cover. There were like 18 of those covers in the 90s. Yep. It's like very Freddy Krueger. Nine of those being Gabriel Knight games. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I think both Gabriel Knight and Phantasmagoria had, and had the those screaming covers. face. Yeah, Gabriel Knight, the rubber sheet within. <laughs> yeah, the beast within. Mm. Um, no, they had this. Um, I'm uh, really disappointed that it wasn't Phantasmagoria. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> There's a group of people, and uh, I know they had like a some kind of conference or fest or hullabaloo something in New York City. Confessed Blue. Confessed Blue. It was uh, for uh, interactive. Uh, is is um, oh I forgot what they call it. It's like physical interactive games, and one of them was called Plunder. I think it's like flick. The- is this like LARPing? <laughs> Not. It's the basic idea, but it's it's more computer. It's somehow more related to computers and somehow less. It's geeky. LARPing, but der- mm. oh, 
Yeah. Okay. The opposite, <laughs> the opposite direction I was expecting. It's the okay. paradox of being okay. <laughs> more computer related but less geeky than. Okay, Marvel. fair enough. Uh, uh, the, there's one game called Plunder that was spelled Flickr style with no e, and you had a laptop with a Wi-Fi connection, and you would just go. They'd have like treasure buried around New York City, mm, like geocaching. Oh, I yeah, think I no. saw. I, I saw this. Yeah, and you'd go around with your laptop, and it would say, "Oh, you just you know uncovered this thing." Yeah. So it sounds like what you're talking about for the DS, but um, this was like a very early. That was very version. coordinated and sort of local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you have to track stuff down and and. Um, but and there were actual real things in the real world that that you found, right? Uh, I don't they just, think for that one. I think it yeah, was. It, it might have been just on the thing. I, I just like, received like a articles. JPEG. Yeah. yeah, but they did stuff <laughs> too uh, the, at that same Confestabaloo or whatever. They had uh, <laughs> a game where spread the word Confestabaloo. <laughs> you had to go around Put it on the internet <laughs> and be. Uh, it was. I forget exactly what the rules are, but um, it had like nothing to do with computers, and you just had an assignment like you have to be nice to people in a certain way, <laughs> kill this person, <laughs> and it, it was like yeah, it was supposed to be like a spy game. Like there's some assassination game that apparently had been at earlier Confestabaloos, but this one they said we're going to twist it around by you have to be nice to people, and so you have to like get the biggest group of followers at the end of it instead of being the last survivor. I think that's awesome. I, I would love to see a geocaching game. That was the first thing I yeah, thought of cool. when I saw the you iPhone. You could easily do that. Yeah, with the iPhone, yeah. Yeah. That'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a break. Video game. Give each other butt pats. Oh, yeah. What, they actually, butt pats? Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> making that shit up. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know so far as butt pats. I thought it was like, good job, oh, yeah. but not like. There was a group that came out and they were like, this this game is too homosexual. Wait, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was like last week or something. Yeah, like it's all these undercurrents and, you know. Well, I kids. thought they were. Yeah, but yeah, I read the headline. I was like, yeah, well, they're overreacting, but they're giving each other butt pats. It's it's clearly <laughs> there. I mean, it's obviously. Yeah. I was really I was really hoping that. Press Y. I was honestly, <laughs> I was honestly really remote. hoping that with that what? game, like they they would just take that all the way, like just go completely mm, into sort of right. like campy, like nipple tweak, possibly gay <laughs> land. Like, but they didn't. Yeah. They always pulled back. Use the they would always, axis. you know, they'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> they, they would they would always sort of insert a little like just just joshing you man you fuck yeah <laughs> so it was like it was like a bro butt pad not right. a regular butt yeah, pad. yeah yeah but yeah. but there was so much like just on the cusp of of sort of yeah. innuendo like I mean, if it, it was an like, ambiguously gay duo game right and are, I, you, I was, are you sure yeah. that they didn't do the oh just kidding man and then when the other one walks away you see the guy just like linger, looking after him. Like, <laughs> see, that's exactly the stuff I wanted. I? That's exactly the yeah. stuff I wanted out of that twinkle. game. Like, <laughs> that would have been a whole extra hilarious layer. Or like the nervous. Yeah, I was just kidding too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Uh, see, why didn't you design that game? That's why didn't you stick around at EA and make that game? That's what uh, I, that's uh, what I wanted uh, out of Army of uh, Two. Maybe this is why you left EA. Yes, after after your rejected. army of two design was burned, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they rejected my compromised hundred page design document. That, uh, the, the <laughs> all this is is weird flirting. Yeah. I don't know. Where's the game? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Butt yeah. Pad, butt pad, butt pad. <laughs> I had the yeah the entire appendix on the on the reach around maneuver. <laughs> it was a quick time event. That sounds pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. The I would, whole I would controller is like why, 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 why? Army <laughs> of two, two. Army of three. Yeah. I think there actually is an army of three that they're making. Yeah. With Joe Pesci. Yeah, they're making a sequel. <laughs> no, they should He's do it all. He's popping in uh, out of the corner. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
Jake just imitated Joe Pesci with yeah. wordlessly. That was not helpful. Jake. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to describe the, the, that, that horribleness of him on the Lethal Weapon like 3 lethal poster. Weapon, yeah. Peeking yeah. In, which, weirdly enough, was used again for the poster for Monster-in-Law. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Who, uh, <laughs> Monster-in-Law is one of my great hatreds. You hate that movie poster. posters, yeah. <laughs> so go Google image search the Monster-in-Law poster. Yeah. <laughs> Check that yeah, out. What a piece of shit. Man, speaking of shitty advertising, this is not games, but whatever. I was I was watching uh you guys know like when trailers for TV shows or movies intercut like voices from the show with the thing the narrator's saying to create a bullshit dialogue. Right. You know, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like, this movie won a Oscar and then yep. someone in the movie goes, What? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> NBC has been blanketing yeah. their uh, stuff with that kind of, like I, I'm watching all the news on their streaming website and between every goddamn segment, there's one of those bullshit 30 rock commercials where it's like, we won this. how many Emmys? And then Alec Baldwin goes five, no, six, no, because they're clearly like chopping it out of the middle right. of a sentence, <laughs> like seven Emmys. Whoa. Like what the fuck? If you fucking despise this ad, you might like 30 rock. Yeah. Like, how, do they, how do they determine that the audience who likes that show is going to like that kind of shit? Yeah. Anyway. Um, Video games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Speaking so. of weird advertising, I got some. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah, you like my seg there? That's a good seg. Seg. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, I got these weird emails the other day. Uh, and I thought they were spam. Like, at first I thought, well, I just got through my spam filter. Like, they're in like, it, was, it was video game marketing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It so, was, you know. Well, yeah, ha! Ha! but yeah, it was, the, it was, it was, this, I clearly like the same email five, five different times in my yeah. inbox. And so I, I clicked on one of them and then I realized, oh, it's from, from Capcom PR. And what, what it, it, at first I still thought it was spam because it was just a giant block of text and it was the same re- phrase repeated over and over and over again. And then a link just like in the middle of the block. And the phrase was, it came from Kinjuju. <laughs> it came from, <laughs> and it was just, it came from Kinjuju. It came from, like, over and over and over. And then in the middle, just like, was it the, the copy paste where, like, at the end of it came from Kinjuju? There was no space yeah. between Kinjuju and it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It was, it was just, it looked like just a mess. Like, right. like I, at first, I thought, okay, like they, the line breaks aren't in or something. Right. Like I was looking for the option to like fix right. the fucking like HTML, yeah. but there was no option. Did it was they include stock tips at the bottom in a GIF? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but no, it turns out it's some like arg, you know, that you go to like this Resident Evil 5 site and there's all this crap like written on the wall. Is it one of the and ones that's just intended for press, like with the hope that you will spread it via your internet website? Possibly. Yeah. So is yeah. Kinjuju the name of a place or a person in Resident Evil 5? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it definitely came from that. I didn't, I, yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't wave that's the I flash candle around long enough to like discover <laughs> yeah. the secret of Kinjuju. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I got a, uh, I got an, e- a, um, actual physical mail. Actually, well, actually, speaking of Capcom, Capcom sent me a postcard of, of from Kinjuju. From Kinju- <laughs> I was wondering what that postcard was. That it they they sent Kinjuju. me a thing and it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it had like the five that I didn't at the time realize was the Resident mm. Evil 5 5. Uh, five. It said that plus Bionic Commando equals. 1216 or something and i'm like weird so like does that mean 1216 (laughs) (laughs) five plus bionic commando equals a metal gear (laughs) metal gear Uh, 
that actually sounds plausibly like something Hideo Kojima could put into a game. Yeah. <laughs> Bionic Commando plus five, Metal Gear? <laughs> you know, why not? Yeah. Uh, a Metal Gear could be considered a Bionic Commando. <laughs> but no, so I got this thing and I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Like, does that mean, do I subtract five from... 1216, like 1211 equals Bionic Commando? Like, what the hell is that? Algebraic like, equation. Yeah, that's Ma- what I was trying to solve for Bionic Commando. <laughs> Marketing people never understand uh, Rebuses. They just. <laughs> that's the thing that I hate the worst about them. Yeah, screw those mm-hmm. people. So I, you know, so I was like, okay, well, that's stupid. So I threw it away. And uh, then later just got a regular email that was just like, um, we're having a press event on uh, the 16th. So, like, what? <laughs> Thanks for the weird, goofy teaser. Like, yeah. why didn't you just say that? Like, my, my, uh, actually, I guess on that note. It was on the 11th, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my coworkers got, a, like, this series of, like, weird things in the mail prior to E3 that was clearly intended to be, like, a solve this crazy mystery. You're at the center of a conspiracy and only you can solve it. But it was apparently just like some company doing like an education game that just was trying to fool people into thinking they had like a high profile game announcement at E3. And like a couple days before E3, they just kind of sheepishly called them up and they're like, so that's stuff you got in the mail. Uh, would you like to come to our press event at E3? Awesome. And he was like, no. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> apparently oh. no one went to their event, which made me feel kind of bad, but. I don't know. When you pull that crap, like right, I've even now, yeah. some company is sending me these postcards from crazy places like India and Russia and stuff. They're all signed Max and they're all like, I'm in front of the Taj Mahal. It's a wacky place. Signed Max. And what are these people, what do they want me to do? Do they think I'm going to go on the internet and like find their crap? I don't care. Send me a press release. So, <laughs> oh, you, the magic journalist. <laughs> just send me a press release. It's not man. journalism. It's not bullshit. It's just shit. their marketing. It's stupid. Yeah, you eat that shit up. I guess I do. I it, think it would be. Uh, I think it'd be awesome just on the off chance that you like follow the weird links from one of those things, and then you show up at the place. And it's all like the Black Lodge from Twin Peaks, and there's like people there's walking around. There's a dancing around. midget in it. Yeah, everybody's talking in reverse, and you're like, oh, finally, they paid off. It's not just some dude. <laughs> yeah. Then in reality, dude your soul is damned bottle. to hell. And uh, it's <laughs> that would be the sucked. best part. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you show up at the payphone, yeah, and you are actually just carried away in a black helicopter and experimented <laughs> on for two weeks. <laughs> it's, it's fucking horrible. It's the worst prison man ever. <laughs> yeah, they just door? hold your eye open with clamps and. Show you Call of Duty <laughs> footage. <laughs> oh God! Act- at a certain point, Activision is going to have to start making me do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway. So yeah, we're officially announcing the Idle Thumbs ARG. <laughs> yeah. Or are oh, we? On. Listen to this episode. We lose, <laughs> or do you? Or we we have like a weird inadvertent ARG that is like naturally forming out of this strange network of URLs that now point to our site. Yeah. yeah. In fact, we have a new one this week. If you go to eightbitcock.com. Uh, Pancake Humper uh, has set up a, a, a wonderful like one second splash screen for you, so that was pretty great. So yeah, thanks to him. Yeah. Thanks. Also, there's of course goty.cx. Yeah, also that, G- that's ours. Goty.cx. So we now have idlethumbs.net, idlethumbs.com, video games, video games, video games.com, vgvgvg.com, explode-mode.com, 8bitcock.com, goty.cx. Any others? Uh, that's all. That's all that comes to idle mind. Thumbs. Yeah, I he, said, he idle, said those. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's it for now. Have idlethumbs.org. 
we do, we're not a nonprofit. Mm. Actually, I guess we are. <laughs> we have to, <laughs> we're not we're a not, registered nonprofit. We're, we're sure we're, not making any money off this thing. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. So that, 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 that's what I was saying. That, that was the fun part of URLs is the, when you type in .com and it changes to .org for you. It's like it's scolding you. It's like, we're not making money off this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You pig. You're making well, enough our, to buy two domain names. <laughs> ours changes to net if you type in .com, which I guess scolds you for not knowing we're a, a We're a network, network provider. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're a network. Isn't that what they're originally for, actually? I think so. It's, it's, it's yeah. not scolding you, or it is scolding you, rather, for knowing that we couldn't afford .com in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> well, in 2004, there was a guy who had it. Yeah. He owned it for real reasons. We paid him off. <laughs> Jake is just made Again, the quote gestures. Yeah. Why do you keep doing this? You're blowing it, man. I held a napkin in my hand in case it made a sound effect when I did it. It didn't. No. There was no sound. Did you want to talk about EA at all? Oh, yeah. So, actually, yeah. So, fuck you guys. We're going to talk about yeah. EA for a little while. <laughs> there was yeah. some depressing news today. Yeah, it's pretty depressing. Um, Electronic Arts, I guess, saw worse holiday sales than they were expecting um, games like Mirror's Edge and uh, and what, what else, Nick? I think you know more about this than I do. Yeah, Mirror's Edge, Rock Band 2. Um, I think Need for Speed was mentioned yeah, right. uh, by an analyst, but I'm not sure they specifically called it out in the in the call today. But um, yeah, I think mainly people are focusing on Mirror's Edge and kind of going, you know, is EA now going to look at maybe rethinking their new IP strategy? You know, well, didn't they specifically but, say something like we're focusing on yeah. hits now? Clearly no, no, guys- they didn't. No, they, they they specifically, you know, Rick Tell specifically said, you know, we're not changing our strategy. There okay, will- oh, that's good. Of course, to hear. he sort of mentioned that you know we'll be doing a Dead Space two and a Mirror's Edge two. So <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like you know those new IPs are now yeah. franchises, so it kind of. Yeah, they, back on itself, but <laughs> well, they said something like they they and I and I would believe them saying this that they like tripled the number of eighty or higher Metacritic rated games in the mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Like they went from like six to eighteen or some ridiculous thing, which I would completely believe because I really think EA has put out a lot of really good games this year. Yeah. Um, but it is sort of hilarious that meanwhile, as Activision continues to become ever more just like the lumbering Goliath of. Mm-hmm yearly franchises ea's like we are put out a few original ips oh i guess i guess it doesn't really work uh, <laughs> well they mentioned mirror's the, edge 2 they mentioned the strong reviews of mirror's edge and i don't i think that yeah, got like a edge, 79 this, this is totally like ubisoft with 2005 style ubisoft 2004 or 2004 yeah, yeah with right. sands of time 13 beyond good and evil yeah, uh, and yeah. a couple other things like but and then prince of persia oh uh, wasn't splinter cell the cast theory was or, right there yeah yeah Actually, the one. Oh, no, the first one was right. Yeah, it was Splinter yeah. Cell was right then. And yeah. then Splinter yeah. Cell and Prince of Persia both did well, apparently, because <laughs> we have a million of those. The one interesting quote um, that they mentioned, though, uh, in, in relation to Mirror's Edge was um, just speaking about what they'll do for a follow up. And he said something like, uh, We want to, this time, you know, we'll, we'll do one, but this time we're going to marry a strong IP with a strong business plan. And I don't know, I what, don't know that, what that means. I no. don't really know what that means either. I, I, I don't know. The cynic in me makes that sound like, okay, we're going to put guns in the game or something. You know what I mean? Like, I guess like we I mean, need to market this better to, yeah. you know, some way to like, Madden. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, plays your EA favorite NFL is like the only thing that they're not <laughs> Mirror's Edge head coach. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Mirror's Edge really seems like one of the strangest kind of releases of this year to me, just yeah. in terms of, in terms of the weird disconnect between like having such a great gameplay mechanic and sort of treating it so poorly presentationally yeah. and just having such a dumb sort of surrounding, like all the cutscene stuff was so goofy and like 
you don't really actually want people shooting at you that much, despite what Clint or Cliff Blazinski thinks, I guess, mm-hmm. about that game. Like, it's, you know, I, that was a weird one because I feel like they kind of got burned for reasons that are, that are legitimate. Like, that game yeah. in reality was fucked up. Yeah. But I hope they don't take the wrong lessons from that. Yeah. Like, the lessons to draw from that should be let's identify what actually did work about this game and then hone in on that. As opposed to, I guess people don't like things that are new. So, well, Madden 85. Right. Yeah. The retro Madden. Madden. <laughs> 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 it's kind of weird because, like, uh, Dead Space in there, it's 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 an odd one because it's uh, really the, the, the gameplay, actual gameplay is pretty solid. I mean, I thought it was actually really fun to play. They're just super polished, and there was parts in there that were genuinely creepy. But... Everything about it is just so incredibly cliched. So if like if that's their example of original IP is a first person shooter where you're set on a haunted spaceship. Third person. Third person, right, right. Is you're just barely third person. That's the thing. The character the la- the main character is such a cipher that I didn't yeah, realize that's true. that I wasn't mm-hmm. seeing. <laughs> um, <Fair deep>. <laughs> yeah. Uh but if that's like what counts as, you know, their original IP that's probably a mistake. It seems like they should be. But know, that game sold really well. EA money and yeah, I mean, and it's a fine game. I'm not saying anything bad about it. It's just that's not like the bastion of originality. Yeah. Like if if they come out with Dead Space two, it's not like oh my god, they've you know yeah they've bastardized the franchise that right. they developed. <laughs> that's a fair point. Although I think that I think that even just in like investing. In the gameplay systems they did, I think is I'm not going to fault them for that. I mean, when you look at their main competitor being Activision, like it's it's hard for me to look at Dead Space and be like, you guys didn't take enough risks with this because I it's true it's a it's a safer property just from a sort of presentational standpoint. Okay, you're a sci-fi guy who shoots aliens, like great. That's certainly not novel, but I, I'm glad that they at least put out a game that was a new game. Yeah, like yeah. it at least plays differently than most games. Standards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know how depressing is that, but I, I, you know, yeah. I mean, when you look at honestly, like practically speaking, I don't know. The problem for EA is they just didn't have. I mean, if you look at those games, you know, there there weren't many that really topped the charts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what they're talking about now is like, okay, if people only have so much money to spend in this economy. They're going to look at the top ten games, you know, for that month, and probably buy, you know, one of the upper five. And, uh, and so they just sort of get left out if, you, if you've got, you know, if you just don't have that, you know, if you're not in that upper tier, that is, that then is you're a fairly pretty frightening much screwed. thought, though. I yeah. Mean, yeah. That if that's the, I mean, if in this economic downturn, if that's what it means for, for sort of game budgeting and green lighting, that's terrible. Yeah. Well, that's, for companies like EA and Activision, I mean, there's the fact right. that, you know, they pretty much have to have a big hit to, you know, mm-hmm. satisfy their stockholders and everything. That doesn't mean we're not going to see any, uh, you know, any new stuff coming out. But I, I, I think there's like a tendency for a lot of gamers to say, uh, um, you know, why can't you just come out with the most original thing possible? And any, any sacrifice you make is like lowering your standards. And I don't know, my take is getting to be more that, you know, Dead Space is, it was actually fun and it was just really polished and well done. And there is a little, you know, snap, a little bit of, uh, of originality in the in the design, I thought. Yeah, I agree. Um, just the whole severing the limbs thing, and I mean, I hate that it's so cliched, but uh, it's kind of, it, it, that seems to be like a better starting ground for EA than 
than trying uh, to reinvent video game narrative. Yeah, or doing just like <laughs> yeah, doing like the the Madden eight or whatever they're on now. I think they're, <laughs> yeah. they're probably way past eight. Um, they're way past eight. That's <laughs> <laughs> like EA Sports. We're way past eight. <laughs> I mean, I think they've released, what, like 2008 of those Madden games so far? Probably. <laughs> Zing. Yeah, 2009 is coming out. No, yeah. they, they didn't release one in zero AD. Oh, okay. It was kind of like that weird. Out of respect. How do you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but they, I, they brought I, a copy I, of Tecmo Bowl to the nativity. <laughs> yeah. We heard you can cheat in this one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. There, it just it seems like there's this whole other sphere of, you know, what what you need to have. For you know, big companies like EA and Activision, that uh, I, I don't, the, the only reason I thought of it is because I remember thinking uh, that you know LucasArts kept selling out, and they did, but they had this weird balance of supposedly it was supposed to work like you know we have the licenses that are making all our money, and then we can funnel that mm. the cash from that into our original IP. And it's supposed to be the perfect that model. That never happens. Yeah. No one ever does that. And, and, but yeah, they gave so much lip service to it. And all of us who were really optimistic were like, oh, yeah, you know, one day they're going to keep doing that. And then at some point, somebody always says, well, you know, we're a pretty big company. And <laughs> we could keep that money. These super, <laughs> these super original ideas just aren't selling that well. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know what the answer is. Mm. Well, yeah. in Hollywood, so. they have the, you know, the award pictures you know the, what do they call them the tent pole, i don't know what's the what's the term where I you think, yeah tent pole i don't think those are the award pictures right? <laughs> there's a there's a you know there's an, a word that yeah the, the one the one that opens up in the summer to oscars oh oh the, oh like a prestige picture yeah prestige oscar bait right yeah oscar bait yeah i mean yeah, yeah. i thought you were actually talking about a tent but pole. i mean there's yeah. there's no there's nothing you know well, with nothing the, high, the high point that we aspire to is metacritic yeah exactly there's no there's no right i mean sweet you might get named up that the spike vga yeah, that's the thing. There's no, but you could be, like you could that. be anything. The most ridiculous games are the games that take home pretty much any award that yeah. isn't yeah. the BAFTA, and even those are kind of ridiculous. Yeah, so, yep. yep, yep, yep. I mean, Game Developers Choice Awards are the only awards that I ever read about yep. that seem relevant. The Game Developers Choice Awards are pretty much uniformly great. Says Chris they, Ramo of Gamma Sutra. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've said that for a while, but they, but they don't get any coverage really outside of yeah. kind of like. Well, wasn't there like a small... twenty-minute excerpt on G4 last year? I don't know, maybe. I don't watch G4. <laughs> I know. I yeah. thought they were there. They made a big deal out of it. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, that's cool. I think Game GameSpot used to stream it. I don't know if they still do. Whatever. Yeah. But Game Developers Choice Awards are pretty cool for those of you who don't follow those. There, I, I, I do. I mean, I guess I am biased, but. But yeah, there's there's take no, it from me. Unlike the film industry, there there is no there's no prestige to be had in any capacity yeah. for doing anything of merit. So no one makes prestige games. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what also, yeah. you don't get that. I don't think of the word. Cause I mean, I think also with Oscar Good. pictures, there is actually a financial incentive. Like every, anytime a picture wins a bunch of Oscars, it gets yeah. a very sure. de demonstrable. Oh, yeah. They just, yeah, they, like, especially huge if it's still in theaters. At the, they, well, they, they put it, it in theaters. They'll often put it back release. in theaters. Yeah. Like they'll release it again. Yeah. just for that. Yeah. Yeah, you could never do that with games. No, it is kind of crazy how short games stay on shelves these yeah. days. Yeah. At least how short they stay on shelves in any any sort of meaningful way. Also, I was at GameSpot, GameStop, GameStop, the store, the other day, and uh, the, the Games for Windows display is just getting sadder and sadder all the yes. time. It's now facing away from you <laughs> towards the wall. Oh yeah, and you yeah. can see the plug unplugged, like <laughs> resting on a shelf. Like that phrase. <laughs> 
what's the phrase on the seeing thing? is believing seeing is believing and the, and the monitor is not on it's just it's just blank and yeah there are no do they even I took sell a, pc I took a games i couldn't it. even see a rack of like pc games there, yeah i had to look for it because it's not actually near yeah it's the not thing near that the says games display. for windows yeah and uh, yeah it's sort of just like a grody shelf with like <laughs> the equivalent of like dog-eared boxes like bent like what are people doing it's juggling with them like yeah. how do these things get in such shitty shape it's really weird <laughs> they're also the games you can't trade back in <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah so exactly it's even more ridiculous mm -hmm. someone's just sort of throwing them around like during breaks i don't know I what they doing? stand on them to get to the console games <laughs> yeah it's the certification A fitting metaphor <laughs> What? Before leaving the factory, a game yeah. for those employees comes and kicks yeah. every pallet. <laughs> yeah. Is what we think of PC games. <laughs> yeah, buying PC games from them actually sucks. Because they, in addition to all that, they put a sticker on the okay. cardboard. But well, we are not going to shrink wrap the right. game. And then even though it's like the collector's edition that's got this really nice case, we'll put a huge, huge price tag on it. But whatever. That you have to like... Right. Carefully take off, or it will rip the top layer of paper from the cardboard. What? Like, why does Which this is happen? Infuriating. <laughs> I guess my pristine collection my has been <laughs> torn asunder. Yikes! <laughs> uh, Your mouth gets huge when you do yeah, that voice. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I know. Don't say om nom. I'm just throwing in there for you, yeah. <laughs> what? Is, uh, I'm just, not even gonna. Yeah, I don't know. Reply. To you. They love Omnom. <laughs> Stop it. They, those people. They don't know, but you know, right now I'm I am a Final Fantasy VII character who's doing animation over and over again. <laughs> in honor of the Neo Gaff visitors. Oh man. You're a looping They're GIF. all gonna unsubscribe yeah, right now. We're screwed. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, it's okay. point. So we can uh, we can move on to some uh contest winners. Yeah. You guys wanna do that? Or uh actually you know what, let's do reader mail first and then close out with, with contest winners. <laughs> I'm, I can't make up my mind. In fact, All you know what? Never mind. Intention. Let's do that. All proposed orders will be reversed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we go. Um, Ian Tong writes, uh, I'd like to start with a question. How do you guys think that storytelling in video games is... Oh, I think this is also Senior Super Douche. If you guys remember that guy. He made our awesome VGVGB. The guy from, from, from the forums, not the actual... Right. Uh, not, not actually right. Noah Hiller. Not the true yeah, senior. VGVGVG.com. The work of this guy. Um, I'd like to start with a question. How do you guys think storytelling in video games is different from other types of storytelling? What techniques might work well in film or literature, but do not translate well into games or vice versa? He, he also then included an example about Dreamfall, which he thought sort of fell flat in its goal to, uh, be, I guess, sort of like a literary equivalent of a video game. Uh, and I would agree with him on that. Jake mm -hmm. and I tried to play that game one time. And it didn't. Yeah, we didn't last we more got, than we like got, an hour. We stopped right after the like kickboxing training. <laughs> right. Like, why was that there? I don't. I don't know. If you liked the longest journey, and one of the reasons we we waited, I guess, till today to ask this is because maybe our guest had something to say about it. Putting you on the spot. No, I don't. All right. <laughs> really? All right. That's too bad. <laughs> no. The, so, what's the question? It's about, it's, about like, it's about video games and stories or something. Yeah. You make those. So what works in, in games, but not in movies and, and vice versa? Yeah. And vice yeah. versa. I mean, I've read a decent number of blogs by you that involve. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's, I start rambling on the blog and then it just goes on and on and on and on. And by the time that I'm like, I, geez, shut up already. And <laughs> so I have written a great, uh, I've, you know, blathered on about my opinions on it a lot. Well, this is a podcast that so you can blather on. Yeah, but like eight hours. I think in base, I think the big thing now that I'm thinking of is the um, uh, the pacing. I think is the biggest 
mm. difference. And probably everything kind of boils down to that of when you get control of when you can, you know, insert story stuff versus uh, when the player has control. Because I keep reading so, uh, the 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 um, you know game news sites and message boards and everything. You, you always get like the headlines, and it's always a, an interview with somebody. It's like there was one of them that was uh, the guy from Bioshock, whose name I forget. Ken Levine. Yeah. There's a big one. He's like, people don't care about your stupid story. And right. That, that was he the, says that a lot. Yeah, that was the headline that went around everywhere. And um, it's like, yeah, it makes it. It's good for press and and you know gets you quoted a lot. But the message in there was basically, you know, just don't try to to tell your 300 page design document inside a game, which is not the same thing as you know games don't shouldn't have stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. well, I think there's a certain amount of implicit. Uh, sort of irony that he intends coming from the guy who yeah. wrote Bioshock. Yeah. 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 Um, but I don't know. I think part of it too is just, I, I think the whole reason I've been going on a, a, about it on my blog is just me being overreactionary because Got it. there is, there are a few people who are very vocal about the, you know, games or stories don't belong in games at all. They're like completely opposite. And my, one of my ex bosses, frequently goes on my blog and says, no, you're completely wrong about this. And story has no place in games that if you want to tell a story, make a movie. If you want to have interesting game mechanics, make a video game. And there, and also if you, if you ever say, you know, the games can have cool stories in them, then that gets, uh, interpretation of that is, well, you know, games that don't have stories in them suck. And of course, you know, obviously not every game needs to have mm-hmm. a story to it. I don't think you need Tetris adventures or anything like that, but, um, the it, it's weird how there seems to be this disconnect of people like trying to branch out and saying that they should be all about mechanics or they should be you know more and more narrative like and we've seen that neither one uh, works great. I mean, luckily we've already rejected the games you were talking about earlier, all the the three yeah, D O interactive. <laughs> right, there's no yeah. burn cycles anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, and everybody's, you know, kind of, you know, everybody still remembers that those days darkly and doesn't want to go back to the whole, you know, nine disc, uh, uh, barely interactive adventure game. Um, and of course, you know, stuff like GTA four, everybody says that, uh, you know, it's completely sandbox mode. You can do anything you want in the game. Um, and th- this is the future of games. This is what all games are going to be like. And I'm thinking the New York Times. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, of course, the story itself in that game is is 100 linear, with with maybe two or three branches. Yeah. Exactly. And my the the biggest problem that I have with GTA 4 in particular is that um, I'm you know driving around doing stuff, and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be great. I can uh, you know solve. I can do missions wherever I want. And I actually recognize that place from when I lived in Manhattan. And this is you know this is perfect. And uh, I'm playing along, and then I come into the guys. This is a spoiler for very early in the game, so I don't think it's that big a deal. But that uh, coming in, my my cousin is all pissed off um, because like his boss is sleeping with his girlfriend. And my first thought was, "Oh, great, okay, you know they're both dicks, so I got to decide which one I I hate <laughs> right. the least." You already started imposing more gaminess on this game than existed. Yeah, it's like okay, you know, I get to make a choice finally, and then. My character all of a sudden says, okay, I will kill him. 
<laughs> right. And, and like, what? I was sure that I had missed something, that I'd like made some choice earlier in the game. There was a quick time event. Yes. <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't, you were trying to click through the dialogue and you, you, you did the wrong thing. Exactly. Do you kill him or do you tell him to go screw himself? And uh, so, I mean, obviously we're not there yet. And I think there's just a lot of it is what slant you put on it. I mean, there seem to be kind of two... It seems to be like a divergence a bit among games, and and you've got the one arm which arm which is exemplified by stuff like Gears of War or Uncharted, you know, you, that sort of aim very explicitly to be like that roller coaster where yeah. this is in fact like a movie. We're trying to make this as close to a Hollywood action film as possible. And one of the interesting things about that game about that approach is that those games tend to be really light on actual story elements, despite the fact that they're basically feeding the player every element of sort of pacing and like narrative delivery, they tend to have Hollywood action movie-esque stories where it's like only really there to sort of propel the character forward. And then you've got the other branch, which is sort of, I mean, I guess as you described something like GTA 4, which is maybe more like that than GTA 4 would want to admit, but, you know, does it in a way that the pacing at least is more up to the player from a structural standpoint and, or, you know, something like Bioshock, which is more segmented, and uh, it's it, that side of it is the one I'm more interested in, but it also doesn't seem like there's a lot of evolution going on there right now. Yeah, which is sort of unfortunate. Is is people are? It seems like people are going more down the path of how to make it where you can get these shallow scenes in any order that you want, right? Instead of how to make the shallow scenes actually relevant yeah. to the games, because there's there seems to be the sense of well, it's all about the gameplay, so that's all we're going to put our energy into. And so you get games like, you know, like Dead Space, which again, I think was a you know, great game mechanic and really novel game mechanic. And just whenever a story event was about to happen, I would dread it because I would know how, yeah. how much of a downer it was going to be. It was like, oh, great. Now you're doing the <laughs> right. evil scientists. Yeah, right. No, that was like painfully predictable. Yeah. Pretty much everything that happened in the actual story of that game was, yeah, fairly terrible. But and another example, just while I'm thinking of it, is like in Bioshock, which... I thought just did, you know, stunning things for the first half of the game. And then there's one bit where like somebody dies behind a window. So there's several bits like that, but one in particular where somebody dies behind a window and like in their last thing, they, they write numbers up on the, the fog and the, and the glass. And I was like, I had this weird Pavlovian thing where I was like, Oh boy, I get to type something in. Or, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's if, like, if this was system yeah. shock too. Right. <laughs> but it was, it's not that I, I really wanted to type something in. It was just, I want to do something more yeah, yeah than I just agree. be yeah. there. I have that all the time. I'm constantly, when stuff like that happens, I get so excited and I like scramble for a piece of paper and write it down. And I, I'm like, I'm so, because, th- you know. There, you know what the saddest thing is, though, is when were, the character then types it in for you when you click on the. That's exactly keypad. what I'm talking about. That oh, happens okay. every single <laughs> time. Like there <laughs> never, you never have to ever take any initiative in terms, I mean, it's understandable to an extent. Like, it would suck to an hour later be like, oh, shit, are you fucking serious? I have to go back there and, like, find that number? Like, right. how do you – that's the problem with games. It's like, how do you ensure the player is gonna, going to sort of have that initiative? But I do get really disappointed. I get so excited. I'm like, oh, my God, it's great. In fact, I actually just took out a pen and clicked it open right now, like, in my excitement. <laughs> the thought of it. Yeah, just, no, like, and I, I get out, I write it down. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm like, on top of this. I got this game like i'm eight seven six four gonna type that into the key card and then and you're saying you know, it over and over to yourself eight seven six right, four eight, exactly seven, six, yeah four, eight, seven, six, and, then, and, and then i and get there and my guy's like i know that number <laughs> right <laughs> actually the, like perfectly hand animated uh fingers right, yeah, that type yeah. in that code that's Although, the same actually, code for I'll everyone say, there was a moment in fallout 3 
where <laughs> y- you actually do have to to know a number and type it in. And yeah. I was actually really pleased with that. That made, like because when it first happened, I it, I had the opposite reaction. I've been so trained yeah. by these oh. games. Yeah, and I'm like, oh fuck, this he's gonna remember that. <laughs> well, it, yeah. and I was like, oh, well, he's just gonna type it in. I waited for my character to start typing it in, and I'm like, activate. Uh, nothing's happening. Weird. And then I died. Like, and I'm like, whoa, crazy. It was, it was really weird. I had to like dredge up those, those habits and then type it in myself. But I was glad they did that. It was cool. I just, uh, my, that's my biggest, uh, annoyance lately is that, uh, there's so much hand holding done in games and then more and more. The, another really egregious one was, uh, Half-Life Episode 3. Um, the whole, battle the strider battle at the end i love that as an action sequence but there are like a dozen tutorials before it starts i mean they tell you what you're going to do they like show you a map of where you're going yeah, but people still complain that it was too hard some people yeah yeah that's what i hear and and I'm that's so- where i stopped playing that episode actually i still <laughs> haven't beat it i'm retarded oh man you should beat it i Damn. lost my save game i guess that's the, the danger with that kind of thing i mean if you if you make it you know if you require too much input the player's yeah. just going to say forget it also, yeah, I'm gonna take a little leap here and get like this is slightly different, but it's sort of it's not about storytelling. Taking a leap, but yeah, I, I do want to kind of bring this up, and maybe you guys don't feel this way, but because it's a little insulting maybe to some people, but like, <laughs> do you guys feel like in in some forms, like in for example, in film or like books, you know, when you're a kid, you watch fucking goofy stuff and it's fun, and you read goofy books and whatever, that's fine. Like that's how you sort of like what you enjoy doing. You want to watch just like whatever stuff. But and then you get older and like you you sort of start to feel like you can take on like some more complex material. Maybe you'll read you know you start reading chapter books. You get a little older and you know like eventually you move on to like more interesting stuff. And then in high school they force you to read a bunch of stuff that you think is boring. But then maybe later on you go back to some of that stuff and it's actually interesting. And like mm-hmm. maybe eventually you get to the point where you enjoy that from time to time. And like you watch films that are about things that are interesting. I, I see you where can this talk is going. About. Yeah. <laughs> With games, like, why is it that the default is you get older and then apparently, like, adults now just chill shit. Like, that (laughs) or to the even more extreme, it's like the way to market to adults is to have them play a game that doesn't require them to do anything except match three blocks. And it's like, (laughs) wait, what? Really? Like, that's that's what you're going to do? Like, yeah. I I I read these articles, like the the guy from Newsweek, whose name I don't know how to pronounce. And Guy Crawl. Yeah. Um, uh, he'll write these articles complaining about how, you know, the game's, uh, 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 crap, that's one of those words that I've always read, but don't know how to pronounce, infantilize? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we, there's lots of complaints about how, you know, the, the uh, uh, game companies still treat us like children. Mm-hmm. And, but then we have these games that are getting increasingly handholding, and they think that the way that you interact with it is just Twitch-based stuff, or like you say, you know, doing just uh, like the most casual, casual, casual ever casual. Like uh, to to an extent, it makes sense if you're sort of like introducing someone cold as an adult because they haven't had that same progression of the equivalent of like reading golden books, then reading chapter books, then reading a novel. Like they haven't had the equivalent of that in game terms, but there isn't actually an equivalent of that in game terms, really. Like the same games that you play when you're eight these days seem to be basically the same. Like a lot of eight-year-olds play the exact same games that a 35-year-old serious game reviewer mm-hmm. would play and give a 9.5 to yeah like yeah. when those like, when those two kids uh, from elementary school i was talking about uh, last week came in yeah they kept asking me if i was playing all these games and it was just 
most of the games that we talk about, at least most of the console games that we've been talking about for the last couple of months, it's yeah. like, oh. <laughs> I guess well, I am. If, if I didn't say fuck all the time, I would tell you maybe to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it's like and there's it's, nothing in, in, inherently wrong with that. Like part of what's cool about games is that there is a certain sort of joy of just the interactivity and the mechanics that that is less sort of age and knowledge specific than than sort of books or movies. Or anything. But doesn't it doesn't that seem weird to an extent? Like if all I ever watched was the same stuff eight year olds are watching on TV, I would go crazy. Like, why does that work in games? Why aren't there things that sort of scale up appropriately? Is the audience just not big enough at a certain age? I think it just works that, that um, I like, I am a big fan of The Sims too. And so I've found myself, you know, spending, you know, hours and hours at a time, like four or five hours playing uh, The Sims 2. And then, and while I'm playing it, it's like, this is very engaging. You know, I feel like I'm, I've always got some little, little task to do and I'm, I'm, going forward when I played WoW that was the same way that you always have these little goals that you set for yourself and then you you get to the end of it and you look and and it's not like um it's not even the same feeling of oh it's you know two in the morning and I just watched this great movie it's it's two in the morning and I watched other people peeing (laughs) all day (laughs) sounds like my kind of game (laughs) and I mean and I love the game but I don't feel like I've accomplished anything at the end of it because I never really have to think at all yeah and that's the big problem for me is you can be completely engaged in a game and never, never have to think. Yeah. I mean, it is. I see a connection here to the thing that you wanted to bring up before, but what the, uh, just your rant on MMOs is just how. Oh yeah. Just you know? like that they exist purely as a time sink. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. Or like sort of a veneer for social interaction, which I think is that, that to me is more valid, but. The, the actual just underlying mechanic of MMOs is we want to allow you to consume time doing essentially nothing for yeah. hours and hours and hours. And of course, the response to that is, well, that's what every game is or that's what every entertainment of any form is. But I don't know. There is sort of a difference after I finish reading a great book or watch like a really good movie where I'm like, yeah, I, I somehow, there's something about the that that will like, that and a multi-hour fetch quest met with <laughs> right. combined like, with a turn, turn-based sort of attack button allow pressing. a lady in a hut to create 18 pies based on <laughs> the intestines of a boar. Like that is in fact a quest. And everybody's like, well, and like, yeah, and it's, part and it's the game. veneer of social interaction that you talked about. But the social interaction is, hey, I know where the lady is who's got the 14 yeah. pies. Right. <laughs> I think yeah. if you get far enough in you talk to those people socially, it could be. Yeah, there. I mean, I've I used back in like oh, <laughs> social. Well, I mean, I will say I will say that back in like I have Sims to talk when to I <laughs> when I played World of Warcraft, I used it largely as a like verbal chat room with yeah. my actual real life friends. But really, that could be any game or any other. When form just of communication. talking to like, them becomes too boring, you can talk to them <laughs> right? while killing boars. Exactly, to make pies. like inevitably, you're sort of in this weird halfway point between like, oh yeah, there's a guy over there. Wait, careful, you're drawing aggro. So anyway, what'd you do yesterday? Oh, you know, like Bob's father's fucking sweet. Like it just, it's like you know, it's 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 as close as you can get to the sort of Zelda like yeah. sort of disgusting human mentality while still being in the company of other people. Like <laughs> you know. It, it's, yeah. uh, it's, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think, and a lot of time when you bring stuff like this up, people get really defensive about, well, games are just there to have fun and all they're there and like, I can go to <laughs> yeah, books the, or films for those other things. Eagle eye. Yeah. <laughs> on the yeah, internet, yeah, right. I on mean, the internet it's always, it's all or nothing. You can't have yes. anything between. Right, so yes. exactly. Uh, if you say, you know, I think, you know, it'd be nice if I felt like I accomplished something at the end of a game and they'd be like, you ain't Peggle. You want to take our game? You want to take the fun games away? That's it, right? Exactly. You want to take them all away? 
<laughs> what the fuck is wrong? I like my video games. It's like, like internet okay. McCarthyism. Like, what do you think? I'm going to like shut down Activision? Hunt down like, I'm the uh, gaming communists. The- <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. That's the thing. I mean, that's the same paranoia that that has erupted with the Nintendo Wii and like all yeah, the stuff like that gets music like, games, right? It's yeah, like, what, yeah. What's gonna happen to the games where you actually there's there's guns or some kind of dialogue? I mean, what happens? to No one's games? gonna learn how to play a guitar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone's yeah, going to exactly. give up music. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny actually because wasn't there an article recently that? Oh yeah, said, that was like Guitar Center said that this holiday season they had like a twenty percent upswing in actual guitar and drum kit sales right. and they did a, a survey and it was like apparently largely because people got excited about playing real instruments yeah. after playing rock band probably guitar what that girl. really means is you'll be even more irritated by the horrible renditions <laughs> of stairway to heaven in guitar right. center but Down you know or, or like in your apartment you thought it was annoying when that guy downstairs was clacking on his on his original rock band drum kit now he's got real drums <laughs> yeah right so hope but, you're happy you know. now you fucking ass <laughs> <laughs> maybe someone will maybe one of those guys will actually be a real guy but you know so <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the moral of that story is yeah. that obviously I don't actually think we shouldn't have, you know, like all these games that we talk about in every podcast. Like I still want to play those games, but I I, I do feel like there's some kind of weird like disconnect void. or like void. Yeah, that is that is just felt that for years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a technique it's that less, works yeah, in the interactive new, medium that it doesn't up. work in film. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sadly, that is something that apparently works in film and doesn't work in video games. Yeah, we, <laughs> we've answered your question. <laughs> Making real that was the longest answer in a cynical, the most yeah. cynical way imaginable. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's the difference of how you get engaged in one or the other, and yeah. and it's really not all that different because the uh, you know I can go and watch uh, I can go watch a Die Hard movie and completely enjoy it and not. Learn. Well, right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm yeah, not saying sure. there isn't. I'm not saying there aren't the equivalent of that in films. I'm just saying there's also like a whole other category of films. That- when the uh, when the Wing Commander movie came out, I saw it for some reason because <laughs> I wasn't a big Wing Commander fan, but a lot of my fan or a lot of my fans, a lot of my, a lot of my fans, a lot of sorry, a lot of my friends. We had a Jake meet to get together, and uh, <laughs> a lot of my friends were really into Wing Commander. Like they they bought a Sound Blaster and wanted to hear it talk, so they got Wing Commander, and then it right. turned out to be good. But anyway, so we saw the Wing Commander movie. And the guy sitting in the seat right in front of me, uh, whenever anyone would fire their gun in their ship, the guy in front of me would like go and like <laughs> shake violently in his seat, like as if he was manning like the the gun right, on the yeah. ship. And like when ships would fly around, he would sort of move around, and uh, when things would explode, Man, he would like shake around. Star Tours must have blown that guy's yeah, no goddamn mind. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but uh, uh, blew up the Death Star. Entertainment. That is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put no that more guy in the seat in front of you, and uh, yeah. <laughs> So, but he was playing. He was watching Wing Commander. I guess he was playing it in in, in, in a way that you might play it. Yeah, yeah. In your mind, not, in your mind. Hopefully, hopefully, you'd, maybe he played Wing Commander like that as well, which would be amazing. Man, speaking of that, somehow I uh, recently <laughs> went to. Uh, I, I I met with the the physics guys, like the um, AG, AGM. like former AGA. They're currently now owned by uh, Intel. Right. And um, uh, Nick, did you did you meet with them recently? By no, I okay. Didn't. Well, anyway, so neither did I. Uh, well, yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. They they are, they have these drivers now that automatically create stereo stereoscopic effects in 3D games. So you can you put on these like polarized glasses that they have. They're they're not the red and blue ones. They yeah. the same. They're, they're like the ones I was gray. talking about earlier at Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you put these on and it just it just interpret like it it infers from the actual geometry that it's rendering sort of the depth and then you can actually there's a, a an actual option where you can dial up the depth to be more and more like apparently as your eyes get accustomed to it you can make it more just, extreme right until eventually it becomes more real until your head explodes yeah yeah <laughs> until until you start getting extreme migraines 
Um, but it was pretty interesting. It was like, I don't know. It seems like the kind of thing that companies release, they try to release every once in a while and like nobody actually buys it. But, you know, it's, an, those, it's, yeah. It, yeah. it's an interesting thing to try, though. I played Left 4 Dead with that. And it was interesting. The out, I don't remember the names of the campaign and the campaigns in that game. But, you know, the, there's the one that's outdoors in the forests and there's the rope bridge and stuff. And having just like all those layers of trees um, sort of get progressively more distant in a, in a more like physical way was interesting. And Did it improve your aim? No, it didn't really. Haven't didn't really. What did it make it more visceral? It? Were you immersed? <laughs> visceral. I was immersed in an immersive world of visceral immersion. Did it blow you away? <laughs> it blew me away. IGN.com. It will blow you away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was it was interesting. You know, it was kind of cool. Um, it, I, I mean, I, again, I don't know if it's the kind of thing I would actually buy, like with money. But you know, <laughs> it was interesting. Like, I, I, apparently, it's not the actual kind of thing I would buy with money. <laughs> well, I, I I, well, if it was expensive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know how expensive it is. We'll see. I don't think it's out yet, but um, I think it's coming out during yeah. CES. This is but, a driver. Yeah, I would imagine. Well, well, the drivers are free, obviously, but the the actual glasses you need to buy. Are they really yeah. just the polarized glasses? I mean, could you go see the Nightmare Before Christmas in 3D and then take home those polarized 3D glasses <laughs> and just have them? Well, or did it have, have active, robot? They have inside. active electronics in it. There's like oh, a chip okay. because because there's a little USB thing you plug in. I think it's USB that yeah. that's what allows you to I adjust the glasses. Like that Wii thing. What? Oh, good. No, it's on I, PC. Uh, but th- there's a Wii demo that somebody did. Oh, the head tracking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's crazy cool. stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Apparently I mean, not. It's not like that. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's not at all. But, um, but it was cool. I mean, I, actually, you know what? At the same meeting, I played the physics-enabled version of Mirror's Edge, like the PC yeah, game. Oh, that's one that has the plastic tarps that rip in half. Right. right yeah. Right. The tarp. Yeah. And New like, tarp. Tarp yeah, physics. Yeah. yeah. That's a sticker. But that was <laughs> tarp physics. But the, oh, <laughs> will blow Sweet. you away. <laughs> tarp Be realistically physics. blown in the wind. Tarp physics sounds like a character that's in Tech War. What? <laughs> Some cheesy yeah. '80s sci-fi story. Yeah. Tarp physics, Private Eye. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see it. Yeah, I can see that. Interesting. So <laughs> fascinating. Uh, but it was. But it was fun. I actually. I was. That's fr- actually the uh, the uh, like. High-ranking IP that will be starring in Mirror's Edge 2. (laughs) Tarp Physics Physics PI is the new (laughs) character. It's got spies. When they left those out of Resident Evil 5, (laughs) that left an opening there in the spy game genre. Mirror's Edge 2 starring Tarp Tarp Physics (laughs) Private Eye. Resident Evil 5 has the Tarp Quick Time Events, right? Yeah, exactly. We love Quick Time Events. (laughs) Sorry, I'm trying to think of what a a Tarp Quick Time Event would be. There's like a tarp falling on you, and you press a button. Just press a, a lot of <laughs> your guy just like press bursts a through it. You get amazing physics effect. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> to ripple dynamically. Um, it was cool though. It was actually like genuinely more, you know, physics more than visceral the, than the. Well, it was the, more visceral. It, I don't know if was I would it say in three D. Also, I mean, um, like with the glasses. Actually, the glasses. no. Actually, it's funny because it was, but I didn't play that version because I played your mind would have been too blown. <laughs> <laughs> you will be extra blown away. No, I, the only reason is because they did the the physics demo first before they they revealed that they were also showing me the 3D glasses mm. so then rather than going back to play the same game i played left for dead instead so the whole time were you thinking thank god that is just on the screen because if that if tarp physics that realistic were out in the world with me <laughs> yeah i would be my, totally freaking my out my brain would in fact explode <laughs> an explode Man. mode would be applied to my brain so is tarp physics the successor to seesaw physics like <laughs> Every game with a physics engine had a seesaw section. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. Now there's just going to be guys ripping out of tarps, <laughs> shooting plastic sheets. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you've like seen that, the, A guy yeah, slicing through with a razor blade. If you've seen a trailer, there was sort of a fair amount of that. Yeah, it was <laughs> just, it was just like, what out leap of through way. a tarp. What happens <laughs> when a, the guy shoots through it and then it hits you and yeah. you have to rip through yeah. the, the, the bullet hole in the tarp? Yeah. That's what I've always wondered. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll find out on January from Mirror's Edge. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I guess... Uh, I don't know. It's the kind of thing that is cool to see. I mean, it just makes the world just feel sort of more vibrant, I guess. Yeah. Visceral, if you will. Yep. Um, so we're ready for the next question here? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, are we possibly just done with reader mail because we just spent a half hour talking about visceral physics? <laughs> yeah, maybe we are. <laughs> yeah, we probably should be done with it because the other questions are really long. Um, <laughs> yeah, the other questions are long. Ones. Yeah. They, they are really long. Yeah, we don't want to deal with that. We have a game suggestion. Uh-oh. I mean... All right, let's hear a game suggestion. We, we could just read like that. a pitch, or yeah, a pitch, a pitch of a game. <laughs> yeah, okay. All well, right. Idle Thumbs has become you know a venture capital oh, yeah, firm, so yeah. right. we'll also find. All right, so we, we might very questions well questions at Idle Thumbs. All right, so here this is from David. You should make a Hancock game, but make the graphics really good. It could be as good as Spider-Man, Iron Man, or any other superhero game if the graphics are good. I'd buy it, and so would my friends, and most of them, and well, a lot of them, and a lot of other people too. So what do you guys what do you guys think of David's idea there? Hancock game? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. I think I'd only get it if a lot of my friends would would play it. Yeah. Well, he actually he actually has a section about that. He says, uh, I'd buy it and <laughs> yeah, so cool. would my friends all, well, most of them and a lot of other people too. Oh, okay. So yeah. most of his friends and then the ones that, of his friends that wouldn't I would well, buy it. It looks like other people. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so moving on to winners. Yeah. Oh, actually, real quick, we we only got one entry for the uh, the little big planet thing. Yeah. So everyone else a- who started <laughs> making one, you're full of shit, apparently, because only <laughs> Kaboom ZZZ yeah. made one. He made we it got better. a bunch of promises that we were getting levels, yeah. but only one completion. Better. So um, he he actually. It's, it, it's a way better level now. Yeah, and, uh, he actually went above and beyond the Call of Duty to to revise his level. <laughs> above the Call, the call of, of Duty. Duty. Because a- you get it because like Senior Super Douche was the, was the previous <laughs> boss in the last yeah. iteration. But now it, it's got way more stuff. Yeah. That was your joke, right? Yes. Goes be- this one goes beyond <laughs> Call of Duty uh, to include spinning Are you just a explain TA4 that box. again? Yeah, okay. there's no, there's, there's like spinning alarm lights that you swing oh, on for some I reason. See. Well, this is, no one's going to understand what you're talking about. Okay, sorry. The level, <laughs> the level is great. It now, the, the actual final boss is now a fat guy sitting on his couch playing, uh, Playing Twilight Princess, who flings electric Wii remotes at you from his yeah. the sloppy we, position on we his, couldn't his figure chair, unbeatable. Yeah, we, he, he, is he, might, he might be. <laughs> he might be unbeatable because he just throws a million electric Wii remotes at you until you die. Yeah. It looks like you can push rocket-powered TVs at him or something, but we couldn't figure out how it worked. One of ours fell over, and we. I think yeah, we, it, yeah, I'm sure it's totally great. We'll but try it again. After we're this. crap at games, yeah. if that are made by you. <laughs> but anyway, so that was Kaboomzy. He definitely wins some stuff. We'll contact him. We don't really know how we're going to divvy this stuff up, but we'll send him some things, I guess. So, well done to, to that guy. That was really impressive, actually. Yeah. So, check that out. Um, oh, yeah. A little big planet. Just right. look, look. Look for Kaboom ZZZ. Yeah. And uh, you'll find a Halo level of his, and then you look for more levels by him, and you'll find Idle Thumbs. So, sweet. It's an right. arg. It's an arg. There's a little arg that we just laid out there. Um, so here, here are the, uh, some of the entries we, that we sort of randomly picked. I oh guess. yeah. We should tell people what this contest was in case they don't know. Oh yeah. So like four weeks ago, uh, we decided that it would be kind of amusing if, uh, if you guys came up with some flavors for ultra boost, which is, uh, apparently our unofficial sponsor, 
uh, they're a non a non existent company who's the competitor to Gamer Grub, the extreme uh, sports snacks, gaming Come. snacks, extreme extreme sports, extreme game, extre- <laughs> like BMXing and stuff. Ours yeah. is the competitor. <laughs> yeah, extreme gamer snacks. So yeah. uh, people people send in a, a billion uh, Ultra Boost flavors. Yeah, here are, and, here are some of them, and we'll just sort of we're gonna just kind of pick these as we go dynamically. It's like emergent gameplay. Um, so Sandy MacArthur uh, suggests Ultra Boost Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix Special Champion Hyper Alpha EX versus Zero Plus Berry. Uh, maybe a little, a little much there. Uh, Ultra, <laughs> Ultra Boost Boost Ultra. <laughs> I actually like that one. I didn't notice that one before. Um, Ultra Boost Buzz Boost. Ultra Boost Rectal <laughs> Rampage. Ultra Boost Twitch. Ultra Boost Goomba Sweat. Ultra Boost Pipe Dream Cream. And Ultra Boost 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would give points to Ultra Boost 2. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think Ultra Boost 2. Very clever. Johnny Law suggests Turbo Retro Nostalgia Moon Pie Crunch. Next Gen Brown and Bloomin' Butterscotch. Which, which I really Bra- like. Brown yeah, and Bloomin'. Good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's the best. Halo Haters Hoppin' Mad Habanero. Crappy Console Port Carob Surprise. And Land Party Aftermath Flat Beer and Cold Pizza Swirl. Which <laughs> I like that one mainly for the like sort of visual yeah. <laughs> imagery yeah, it creates. Yeah, a lot of imagery going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick Grayscale Selpa suggests... It's a weird name. Yes. Yeah. OMG WTF BBQ barbecue, which, you know, there's some internet in there. First, first person fruit punch, watermelon headshot, LARPer licorice, Rolfel raspberry, ROFL raspberry, sneak attack sausage, HPB hamburger. Oh, <laughs> sneak winner. attack sausage. That was oh, man. A oh, man. I don't even know what that means. I think we know what it means. Yeah, well. <laughs> HPB hamburger, that's pretty classic. Who remembers what an HPB is? Yeah, no <laughs> <Or> a hamburger. <laughs> Combo breaker crunch cereal. That's pretty good. <laughs> Why is it a cereal? <laughs> Why not? Off. <laughs> uh, Brian Brookleman writes, Barbie game magic chocolate. That sounds really horrible. I'm like, I can't figure out why. Um, Pop cap Turkish delight, pathologic blood clot. Jesus. <laughs> that's actually, <laughs> sadly, sick. that's been taken by Gamer Grub. We can't use that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, trademarked. Matt Foley uh, writes. I thought that was going to be a flavor. Yeah. Matt oh. Foley. <laughs> boost. <laughs> um, ponage. <laughs> ponage. Is that how you pronounce that word, ponage? Let's, let's say it is. Ponage. When, it's, when, it's, when it has pure in front of it, it's pronounced ponage, isn't it? When it's that show. What show? Eh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> Ponage peppermints and fixed camera fruit bowls. Rody suggests eight bit retro chic rhubarb. Uh, Steve Farrell suggests this. This is a hardcore entry. Champion Japanese ping pong player focus, which is, which is sort of okay. But then he goes on to elaborately spell this out. This would be a green tea energy flavor. The side of the can would read something like, if you need focus and reaction times equivalent to a Japanese ping pong player, then you need Japanese Japanese, Japanese ping pong player focus. The name is excessive and so is the energy. Which is, which is pretty good. He even uh, includes ingredients like green tea, ginseng, guarana, taurine, and notes that it can be made in a diet version using Splenda. So that guy gets, that guy gets points for so that. That submission is extreme. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's the whole name, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Adam W., uh, Achievement Horror Whiskey. 
<laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, three red lights punch. I like that one too. Yeah. Uh, Crummy suggests mud mud. <laughs> pretty good in its in its uh, conciseness. Um, left for bread <laughs> and hot scoops. You know how can oh. you not? I mean hot scoops. How can you not? Get I think it to I get that? something probably. Yeah. Uh, Melkor um, suggests beat him up boysenberry. Raspberry Random Encounter, Mini Bus Mayhem, and Uncanny Valley Cream Soda. <laughs> I think un- Uncanny Valley Cream Soda is actually remarkably close to the tone we established in our own original Ultra Boost flavors, I think. Yeah. And then Mark, McMurf- Mark-, Mark McMurky closes us out with, I'd like to have Shaq's ass flavor. <laughs> He also links us to a YouTube video of Shaquille O'Neal apparently demanding that Kobe O'Brien tell me what my ass tastes like or something. Like, what? Is this a thing that's real? Like, apparently this is a thing that occurred in real life. So, I don't know if that guy gets a prize. No. I don't think so. I get a prize. He might get the camera grub bag. (laughs) Yeah. He might get the the weird sort of semi-consolation prize. You guys could try to actually recreate. Shaq's ass flavor and send that to him. That's horrifying. Yeah, that is. <laughs> That's that cannot be sent through the U.S. Postal yeah. Service. It's like yeah. as a carcinogen or is it explosive? <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. All right. Well, oh, we should talk about the open beta for that thing. Oh yeah, go ahead. I don't remember what it's called. Plain, plain sight. <laughs> I am an ass. Uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the guys in the UK who uh, used to write for Idle Thumbs. Uh, including actually at the moment those guys who do the Out of Thumbs UK podcast uh, are working on a game at a company called Beatnik Games. Uh, the game is called Plain Sight. It's a multiplayer game that they're doing in XNA. Uh, I, think they, I think they claim it's the first commercially produced XNA game that isn't sort of part of the community games thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's an online game where it sounds like you have to kill yourself in some capacity. I don't know. The art style is really cool. <laughs> the gameplay looked, looked pretty interesting. And if you go to our forums... It's uh, kind of like an arena brawler kind of thing. Yeah. But like in a weird sort of minimalistic style. It looks pretty interesting. Yeah, it's cool. If you go to forums.idlethumbs.net, they're giving away beta codes in there. So check it out. Yep. What's the title again? Plain Sight. And I think they're they're probably planning on doing a more public unveiling sometime in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. But you heard it here first on this podcast. Totally first. Or probably on our forums if you – that was probably the first. Sweet. All right. So want to close this one out? Uh, Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Jake is excited What the hell was I supposed to say He's so excited to be on the internet We would like to thank our special guest Chuck (laughs) Jordan For joining us this week on Idle Thumbs Thanks for listening (laughs) (laughs) We're all excited as you can tell Yeah um, Yeah. Yep So video games Yep see you guys next week (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you were hoping for? I I actually didn't mean I wasn't actually directing it to you I was just saying Jake you want to close this up? I didn't (laughs) say Jake (laughs) Oh, you were looking at me. I thought you were talking to me. No, I was just asking for, like, sort of seeing if you agreed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. It's December 10th, 2008, and this was the recursive Choose Your Own Adventure opening. For Bobby Kotick wins this round, go to 18 seconds. For Did You Know Milo Notice Was a Japanese Movie, go to 24 seconds. For A Winner Is Meme, keep on listening. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone the will turn this eight, off. Four, six, three. It's, Dece- it's December 10, 2008, and this is the recursive opening. <laughs> the recursive choose your own adventure opening for for and what? And this was. <laughs> this was. <one. laughs>
Uh, oh, no. no, but and this, yeah, and this and this was the recurse future <laughs> opening for Bobby Kotick wins this round. <laughs> Go to eighteen seconds for did you know Milanotis <laughs> was a Japanese movie? Go to twenty seven seconds for a winner is meme. <laughs> Kill yourself. <laughs> yeah.